Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are the masked singer. Oh no. I didn't really have like a topical intro. It's just that stupid, isn't it? The masked singer. That's really stupid, that show. Do you know what's weird about it as well is that it's definitely huge in America. Yeah. Because we've been watching a lot of American stuff and getting American adverts. And over here it tried and it was just, I think British people were just like, no, this is not for me. Yeah. Um, It makes me, it gives me hope that there is a niche in the world for me. If there is a niche in the world that big for the masked singer, (laughs) there is a niche in the world for me that will sustain my career. A niche in the world being most of America, probably. (laughs) Yeah. When I first saw that show, it was the first time that I'd like fully saw Lost faith in humanity. Well, yeah, and also fully like saw myself in a Black Mirror episode. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, since seeing that, I've we've been in a black mirror episode since the start of this year uh-huh. but i think i saw that at like the end of last year and i was just like whoa the difference with it being black mirror is that like there'll be some other dark kicker like they're in a cattle farm all the celebrities are waiting or like yeah they get shot in the head if they don't do it yeah or so there'll be something just like i mean we don't know that, that we don't know that that doesn't happen yeah because you've never heard of these people again I, no like those on the English one, there was that actress who you know. Do we have re- an English version? Yeah, that's what we watched. I thought we'd just come across an, like a, a Netflix American version. No, we watched the Sky had a thing, and it was like uh, that actress who was like Ricky. Oh yeah, Bianca was it Bianca? I don't, I don't know. From Doesn't Stenders? she? The one who sings Single Ladies. I remember. <laughs> you mean you can't remember the biggest artist in the world? <laughs> who run the world, girls? Bianca. Oh, well, that's Beyonce. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so obviously it's just the two of us this week. It is. It is me, Alex, and her, Michelle. And we're up super early on this Thursday morning to deliver this podcast to you. Yes, we are. As always, just we didn't want to do another excuse episode where we're like, oh, we're just dead busy, so like, there's no podcast this week. Um, no. We thought we'd get up and light a candle and drink hot drinks I think you sounded that. like you were going to be like and light a candle to our former selves uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say what I was going to say next <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk about sort of well we talked about isolation a little bit here and there mm-hmm. and it's not really isolation these days like we were saying last week of you know lockdown whatever but we thought we'd use this opportunity whilst it is a lot another lockdown period to sort of reflect on the last one and talk about our isolation tapes ep that we put out yeah um we've been meaning for a while to sort of do something special for the patreon in regards to that and that's something that's still imminent it's been imminent for about two months but it's still imminent but we figured that it was a good opportunity to talk about it this morning so go on then shall talk about it shoot your face um yeah no well i've noticed that um i w- kind of want to use it as like an opportunity to talk about some of like the help that the arts is getting at the moment and i don't mean government help <laughs> i mean yeah it got a bit but um like the rallying round that the kind of art industry is doing 
because I've noticed that there's quite a lot of like funding picking up and obviously you've got Bandcamp doing like Bandcamp Fridays, which is mental because Bandcamp came out of like, it it, it like rose from the ashes of, I would mm. say almost death. And then has like been super helpful through this kind of period and been letting artists, you know, release every Friday, um, the end of the end, the end Friday of every month for free. Um, they've been allowing them to do campaigns and then they put they they don't put any kind they don't take any revenue from that. So you want to talk about other people and I want to talk about us. I want to talk no. about myself. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is there's like we we may be doing a little thing through Bank Camp at the end of the month and it, it prompted me to be like there's so many people that are kind of like, <laughs> So it was from an entirely was, selfless It was place. from an entirely selfish place. Ah, at least you're um, but, you know, for people who are listening, who are in the arts and who are wondering, oh, what, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going on? Thinking a bit like, not woe me, because you have every right to feel it the way that you do. Um, there is actually lots of bits and bobs out there at the moment. I have actually noticed that the amount of funding that was previously available through like the normal means like PRS and things like that yeah. is not as available as it was before. Um, but if you kind of like scratch beneath the server, the surface, the service, the service, um, you can tell it early. If you scratch beneath the surface, you'll notice that there's kind of like just lots of bits and bobs going on out there that are kind of like helping people, mm. which has been nice to see because I think was it last week that we said, I don't, actually, I don't think I said this on the podcast where I was like, you know, at the beginning of the first lockdown, I had a little campaign going that was like support your... Mm-hmm. You know, support your local, support your small small artists and the bet you know small brands. Yeah, your small brands as well. And I said, you know, the 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 major way that small artists made their living was through touring, and obviously touring stopped now. So the and, and somebody asked me in work, you know, what how, how what's the best way to support an artist? And I was like, well, if they're independent, the best way is to buy their merch, like buy their shit. Yeah. Because someone like genuinely does a little dance when you when you do that. Um, so I did that little campaign at the beginning of lockdown, and then. Uh, then news just news just like went crazy and it, it shot off and it went like left right center it just went everywhere and I then like stood back and I felt a little bit news guilty. what do you mean like the, news just went mad with the like, news yeah the news with other stuff that wasn't anything to do with like right, right, supporting right. local or small things you know it had more important things to, I say more important things. <laughs> it's it had the higher entity the news yeah then it, it had impo- it had other things to concentrate the on. world you know, had was, other things to concentrate on yeah the world had not just things. the news <laughs> yeah um and I, I had to step back for a minute and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have posted about that because it feels quite self-centered now, you know, considering there's so much other stuff going on that people are worrying about. And then as time went on and we looked at like the industries that have been hit and I was like, oh no, I think I, I think I was okay to do that post because like the art industry has literally been like smacked in the arse and i think we will look back and it will be one of the industries that you're like oh shit smacked in the arse yeah. you come out with something don't you why <laughs> it's been smacked in the arse it's had the government has put it over its lap and it's just told it off and hit its body <laughs> now you've made it weird i <laughs> i would say it's either been punched in the face or kicked in the balls yeah both Maybe I both think, at I the think, same I, time. I think, they, I think it got kicked in the balls and as it went down, it then got uppercutted to the face. No, I think it got punched in the face and went backwards, kneed in the balls and went like, oh, forwards. Mm. And then 
tapped on the bum. It's just a sign of disrespect. <laughs> so <laughs> on your way. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it. Yeah, it's. I think the art of really like you know got it bad. Yeah, I think the tricky thing with that is that it's not the. Uh, it's not necessarily like the arts that you can you can save by buying independent stuff yes you can help some creatives you can help some artists and you can help some um you know uh, independent businesses by buying their stuff but a lot of the time these people don't have things to buy you know if you're a violin player for an orchestra who can't play in an orchestra oh yeah you got you got nothing to buy and that even goes for people like us Mm -hmm. like bands like you know we've got some prints and stuff like that and we were looking at getting t-shirts and stuff but realistically we don't have much to to buy right now Mm -hmm. um yeah you could have a little rejig and then sort sort our shit out Mm -hmm. but i think independent businesses such as like clothing brands and stuff yeah great you can definitely support them and i know that they come under creative industries but i do worry about you know videographers and um independent session musicians dancers you go yeah i can support our creatives but what do you want to buy i'm a i'm a ballet dancer what do you want to what can i do yeah of course you like fatima yeah, like Fabio? Fatima. Fatima. No, it was Fatima, yeah. yeah. Poor Fatima. Poor Fatima. Well, she's got a job in tech now, so it doesn't <laughs> She's fucking caking, raking that money in. Yeah, fair we'll enough. See if she can help me out. Mm. Uh, but you are right, all those funds are there. And yes, that do- that is not to say that you shouldn't support those people. No. Um, I'm just saying from a different angle. You you can do, you know, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not like, oh, actually, if that's not... If me buying this jumper from this independent clothing brand is not going to help Fatima, then I'm not doing it. You can, you know, you can still do both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the isolation tapes? Yeah. It's been a little while since we um, put any music out because that was sort of the thing for this year was the isolation tapes. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of prepping next year's EP... Yeah. With the help of help musicians. Yeah. Who have funded us and helped give us extra like uh, business meetings and health meetings and all yeah, sorts well, of stuff. Yeah, we can chat a little bit more about help musicians in a minute because I think that might be that process and other musicians knowing about that process might be quite helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But initially, the thing with the isolation tapes was one of us put in proper music quote unquote on hold and to just release this kind of diy thing and we've been through some ups and downs with it where we're like oh let's let's take it down or let's do something where it's exclusive to a certain platform or maybe when we release the new stuff it comes down and then we've been on another cycle where it's like no it's all good everything we should keep everything up and it's you know it's important to have that on there and it, or it's useful to have that on there uh, from a sort of streaming, songwriting, publishing point of view. Mm-hmm. Where's your where's your head at, at the moment with it? Um, not only in regards to whether it should be staying up or down, but reflecting on the idea that proper music, again, quote unquote, was put on hold and this DIY demo-y thing was more appropriate for now. I... Mm. I'm still a little bit torn about it because it was a very like, you know, as you say, it was a very demo-y 
like little EP that we put out and like there's even like a half song on there um so in the one hand I was kind of like that did its purpose for it for the time that it was there but you know let's um let's take it down mostly because I think there's some good material in there that I want to reuse and do properly but then that could feed into a nicer kind of wider storyline um but I don't know now now I'm kind of looking at it like oh but it's just a tamp a stamp in time isn't it yeah it's like a moment that you look back on and you you know exactly why that's a demo ep and all musicians will understand what that was and it's like a i don't know it's like a representation of like a a period yeah like a period of time that just felt like stopped yeah stuck i think for me the problem with it is that it's eight tracks and you look at it and you go whoa eight tracks Mm -hmm. but really it's not eight tracks it's four tracks with four you know was was just chatting and stupid voice notes and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but that was that's the point of it. No, I know, but you look at it on the face of it and you go, "Whoa, eight tracks! It looks like a big deal." Also, <laughs> one of my one of my favorite songs that we've done is "Hearts and Flowers," the track, the first track on there with Little Grace. Mm. But it is also the track that sounds the least like us. Mm-hmm. And I think in this world of uh, constantly wanting to or needing to give a good first impression or an appropriate first impression. Yeah. That being the first track on the first thing that's on our page makes me just go, oh, that we don't actually sound like that. Yeah. Like, I hope you like it and I and I love it, but that doesn't, that's not There's us. There's a representation. Of us. Yeah. Um, but then uh, does that, I don't know if that matters. Uh, if someone likes it, well, they I, like it, don't I they? don't think it matters if you're bought into the wider wider sense of the project because if you kind of know and understand the project then you know and understand what it tries to achieve and you know that yeah but understanding the project that's not my problem right it's just coming from a from a completely cold point of view yeah yeah well yeah i i my my short answer is yes i think it's a problem (laughs) yeah my i think if that song was further down I wouldn't, I don't know. I'd still want it there because I still love it and I love what we did with those guys. And it's one of the most appropriate ones to be on the Isolation Tape CP because it was spawned from a sort of incentive by Liverpool International Music Festival to get artists to collaborate remotely. Yeah. So it is most appropriate. But I think it's just that you always feel like you're struggling uh, uphill to try, sort of get attention. And if you get someone on and you're like, oh, they really like that song. Oh, but then they don't like the rest of it. Yeah. And there is other people who might like the rest of it, might not latch onto that song. Mm-hmm. And the first time that this became apparent to me was when we had a business meeting with someone and we're talking about like production music, sound, like soundtracks and cinematic stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And then he wanted to check. He, got, he was like, oh, I'm really like intrigued by the sound of this project. We're going, oh, I'm going to check it out afterwards. Yeah. And then I was very aware that the first thing he would find would be oh, that track. Know. And I was yeah. like... <gasps> we're not that's not cinematic and blah 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 and all the yeah, stuff we've just been talking yeah, about yeah. we know we know we know we know please just you know and i felt the need to sort of say it i mean the good thing is when a lot of people go on to spotify um it lists your track in order of it lists your singles in order of the amount of plays so if someone were to go on and just listen to our mo- most popular songs first then they would come across yeah I'm not the a, previous e- ep i feel like the algorithm's different i think it's the most most recently played Oh, I thought it was the most plays. I think I think that that is in there, but I don't that that is part of it. But I think it is the most recently 
like the most recently most played. Oh, right. Okay. Because we got tracks on there that are more streamed than some of the stuff that's on in that five at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird fucking algorithms and weird shit going yeah. on with Spotify at the moment. Well, um, as like, as we said before, as part of, um, what spawned from the isolation tapes was working with help musicians, um, in a very kind of roundabout way in the sense that we applied for some funding, um, initially for the concept of the isolation tapes, but then because we are, because we don't like to wait for things and we get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> we ended up releasing the isolation tapes in this form of this like kind of demo thing. Um, in the knowledge that we had like a bigger project there that we wanted to kind of... A bigger story a to bigger tell. A bigger story that we wanted to tell. Um, <clears throat> nope, COVID. <clears throat> no, it's COVID. not. Just, just a morning croaky voice. Um, so... Yeah, so then we got ahead of ourselves and released that as demos, and then it come in that we got the funding, and we were like, oh, balls. Um, oh, no, money. <laughs> well, we weren't like, oh, no, because we knew that there was, we knew that the isolation tapes or the, this idea of the music that that was written in lockdown, we wanted to kind of get out there anyway. Much like the Sagittarius musicians that we are. Yeah, exactly. You know. And a lot just like, like musicians in mm. general, you know, they move from project to project very, very quickly and they probably shouldn't sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Help Musicians is helping us fund the next kind of project that we're doing, which is kind of a progression of the isolation tapes in the sense that it was still all music that was written within lockdown and it's kind of a bit of a uh, bar, an experimental bar one. Bar one. Bar one. It's bizarre, bizarre, and it's a bit more of like an experimental EP. Um, it still has this idea of um, the way we've broken the isolation tapes up into being like a voice note and then a track. It's similar, except it's more storylined. It's more structured. It's basically just a big progression of that yeah. project. Um, I think the thing with that is that, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt you, but the isolation tapes with the interludes was sort of more sort of telling these various sides to to lockdown yeah. you know the silly sides here and there in the voice notes mm -hmm. and then you know the the story i told about hearts and flowers and how that works the remote stuff then the song on there that's called shell's harp is about you know um oh no sorry i the the the, the one after that is about sort of letting people in and viewing things and, and that, that to be fair both tracks speak to that and the kind of the social media age of viewing someone's life through a phone screen and then the final one being this kind of yogury uh at peace taking this time to relax and find you you know all that mm -hmm. these various stages of isolation i think and you know shell's harp is the sat track's got frustration in there mm -hmm. and it tells a progression whereas the new stuff tells a progression from a from Very a fictional point of view, of view but yeah. it's still that progression yeah um so but like for, for people who are kind of applying for funding and things like that, I think just letting you kind of into the world of help musicians and how that kind of looked might be kind of helpful if you're ever filling in applications or you're ever doing anything like that. So right. we applied for the Do It Differently Fund. Um, and this was a kind of COVID-related fund anyway. Um, they only... They've, well, they, no, the fund existed pre-COVID, but it, it did, was adjusting. It for was, yeah, it was kind of like a COVID round. So they wanted to see people doing things um, differently within the realms <laughs> of, of COVID. Do it differently, fund wanted to see you do it differently. Yeah. 
Um, so obviously the the project that we were doing was quite different because it's kind of like this storylines project and stuff like that. So well, my first tip for that would be that know the fund and know what the, what you're appropriate for. Yeah. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. I think you should apply for anything and everything that you can and yeah. that you have time to apply for because who knows. But also be realistic and be aware of what you are applying for. Yeah. Like, don't apply for make women make music if you're a bloke. Obviously. So if you look at it for us on the face of it, all these funds and you're like, yeah, okay, maybe the momentum fund is good for us because we need that momentum or all these are different funds. And then you should either do it differently fund and you go, ah, that's definitely us mm -hmm. because that's how we try to approach our own career. Yeah. So bear that in mind when you're looking at these funds. Yeah, like work in that sense, definitely work smart instead of hard because these applications can be tireless. Um, and one thing I will say is like, make tireless. sure tireless, tireless, relentless. relentless. They have no tires. <laughs> <laughs> um, one big thing I think is kind of like having your budget like really smartly mapped out. And I think a lot of people really struggle on Yeah, making my advice, this. excuse me, yawning on the mic. That's not good. That's good. No. That's good decorum. My advice for that would be get yourself a shell. No. My advice She'll for that it. is like once you've written your first few budgets, you'll start to understand how to create a budget and it's actually super easy. You just need to go online and you need to get some quotes. You need to speak to the people around the project and you just need to ask questions about budgets. You know, your these budgets will always change and adapt and um when you get the funds in there, the normally the people who fund you are willing to accept that there's gonna be changes and stuff like that. Um obviously so long as they're not completely different from the original submission. Um I but it's yeah it's important to kind of like nail your budget down so that these people can see that you're going to spend your budget in the right way and you do have to provide proof of spending your budget as you go along so be be aware of that i think that the budget stuff is very tricky for musicians and creatives mm -hmm. and people that apply for these things yeah. and that's why managers are always the people to be filling these parts out or someone else but i think a lot of musicians who apply on their own behalf they would and i would be this person too if it wasn't for you they look at the budget and they think oh my god so daunting it's so much to like like real world stuff to consider mm -hmm. uh think about that i don't i you know i'm going to take ages to get to that because i it needs to be perfect mm -hmm. but then when you do get around to it you're like ah oh, fuck it fuck it fuck it and you just bodge it and yeah. you just do this bodge job now i think both aspects of that are incorrect and i think they need to be swapped i think don't do a bodge job you need to put you need to do that correctly but don't worry about it in a way that you're like oh it needs to be so official it needs to be so it's such a big deal do it correctly mm -hmm. and be aware that, it, that these things can change mm -hmm. but the reason why you you have to do it correctly is for them to accept you in the first place to then allow that flexibility later to be like maybe i'm not going to buy a thousand horses for the music video instead i'm going to buy some t-shirts and then they'll go oh, okay cool yeah but make sure that you have done the correct budget for the thousand horses yeah to get through the door mm -hmm. would you agree yeah definitely yeah uh, yeah i think that. it's a, mi a musician mindset where you see something quite official and businessy world and you go oh my god it's going to be so much yeah, yeah, oh i'll just it. budget <laughs> <laughs> which makes no sense it's a complete disconnect i know i know it is and it wasn't i guess it wasn't until we you know we'd applied for prs funding before this we didn't get that um, but when we called to get our feedback and I was like, I'm excited for this feedback because it means that I can, you know, like really best the next application. 
their feedback was, yeah, there was nothing wrong with the application. It was great, which was really annoying in the one sense because I was like, okay, so why didn't we get it? And they were like, well, you were just unlucky. So that gets annoying when you start realizing that actually your application is down to pure luck or just who likes who. It's because um, you couldn't slip them a, a 20 pounds, you know, no, like behind the exactly. slip. And you, I mean, COVID, you can't yeah. slip anyone cash. Exactly. You can maybe get their bank details and just bank transfer them <laughs> 20 quid. So like that, but it got to the point where I knew because I'd been told by these people that our applications were good and they were starting to get to like quite a good standard. And that took a while because we've done application forms for years. Yeah, that feedback is is important. I think a lot of people who get rejected from, and we definitely used to do this, you get rejected from a fund and you just go, I'm not going to call about the feedback. Yeah, as well. You you, don't, you say, I'm not going to call about the feedback, which is unhelpful because you need that feedback. And also you can you, you there's a tendency to kind of give up and there's this air around like oh musicians never get funding though do they and you're like when you actually get it you're like no they do it works it, it is one of those things where it's like just keep on trying yeah which is tricky because you feel like a creative an independent creative's life is always keep on trying mm-hmm. so I, I get it don't don't get me wrong and, and if it wasn't for you if we didn't have a team mm-hmm then I probably wouldn't be applying for these things either. Yeah. Because you just get, yeah. you get pushed. It's another thing to get pushed back from. Mm-hmm. However, if you engage with it in the correct way, by by literally just by engaging with it, because yeah. they put you the stuff there, you know, the feedback calls and all the rest of it. And then on top of that, when that fund comes around again, act upon the feedback yeah. or make it more relevant and update the application. Yeah. Cause it's been a couple of times in our past where we've probably just sent the same application in the next quarterly, yeah. uh, you know, when it's open in the like next saved quarter, all the details and, and just been like, <laughs> fucking, bah, just send that again. Yeah. But we didn't consider the feedback and there could have been an actually legitimate reason as to why we didn't get it. Yeah. You know? Well, to be fair, that's one thing I joke about, but the, the idea of like saving the information that you or download in the application once you've done it is actually super helpful because there will be gems in app in every application that you write, like gem uh, paragraphs or sentences that you use that you'd be like, that sounds really good. And it it really helps to write the next application when you can just pull that out and put it into something else. Um, when we, as part of the Help Musicians funding, you... It, you don't just get like given money they really really like want to guide you through the process and give you lots of help which i find fantastic by the way um i, I just think like having someone so involved in how your career is going is like so incredibly helpful and you get these kind of like business sessions with you get like a one-on-one session with yeah. um somebody working in the music industry and mm-hmm. we chose one in marketing and we chose one in publishing and the working with the guy in publishing who was incredibly helpful he actually said that the the opening paragraph to our application was probably one of the things that like won us the application in the first place because he was just like it was so it drew you in so much and it made you really understand you and what you're trying to achieve yeah and knowing that now i'm like sweet well that paragraph is going on every single fucking thing i do for the rest of my life well not the rest of my life but especially in like the near future start Um, your wedding invite yeah yeah (laughs) I really got the vibe of who you were uh, before I came to your wedding. Um, so yeah, like I would say, keep your previous ones, look over them, you know, t- treat yourself like a teacher, get a red pen out and read them after a few months and be like, that was shit. Why did I do that? Yeah. That was good. Get other people to look over them for you, your parents, your friends, things like that. I mean, I I kind of view it in a way that's like, if you're going to, if, and I say this, 
<laughs> and I sound like such a hypocrite, but you, if you're going to view it, so if you're going to get paid for your project that you need to do, let's say that someone was to give you £5,000 for this project that is your next EP or next film or whatever, you would bust a ball because someone's giving you £5,000. You'd be like, time to go. But then this part of this application, if you view it as someone giving you, someone that, giving you that money, of the start of that. View it as busting the same ball. Then, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, and we sounds have, painful, ah. Oh, mate, I was, there was a guy in well, when I was a teenager what? from Escape who was like, he's hung out with all the, this is a, such a divergent, but he hung out in like the skate park with all like the scene kids. And um, he was a skater and he skated on the library and he did, you know, like a grind, you know, like on a pole, <gasps> like a, like a skateboard oh, grind, not like story. that. And his skateboard went from underneath him and he landed on his balls and apparently one one went. That is unfortunate because you would think it would like slip to the side or something on a pole, oh, you know? Well, but well, like well. it must have landed in exactly the wrong place. There's lots of stories like that though. There was another story about, uh, maybe it's all bullshit. Uh, to be fair, I kind of met the guy, but maybe he was just making it up as well. I don't Anyway, but there's another story, and I don't know if everyone had this, but it was just, oh, fucking hell, this is a bad story. Mum, just skip forward to like 45 seconds to a minute. <laughs> but there was a guy, I think he might have been related to like my PE teacher in high school. I don't know, I can't remember where this story came from, but he's playing rugby and his, and his leg got dis- dislocated from oh, his hip. Oh, no, I know where you're going with this. And then his testicle went into the socket. Oh, Jesus. And then they were like, we got to put it back in as quick as possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, now, now that I'm 27, 26, I'm not 27 yet, fucking hell, do not put years on me. Now that I'm 26, that sounds like total bullshit. That sounds like the same story of, like, no, the people no. in the forest and they heard the banging on the roof and it was a husband's head, you know, I that kind agree. of thing. I don't agree. I think that sounds like a very legitimate thing to happen. But well, I don't know. To me, that sounds completely farcical now. But when I was fifteen, being told that story, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell everybody right now. <laughs> Fucking put I, it in my MSN. I name. don't know. I can imagine doctors saying that if you dislocate like your upper, your hip or your the upper part of your leg, being like, "Don't put it back in until you get to the hospital." No, but the thing is, it has because, to happen. Like, it would have to happen inside. There's no way for that to go. Right. Where in, were we before I we were know. talking about busting balls? Um, oh, yeah. You, so you've got to bust the ball to this application. Bust the ball to the application. For example, we, it, did, we set out, like you make us out, or you had done in the past. Fucking hell, that was such a diversion. <laughs> but um, you have... <laughs> You have made spreadsheets in the past yeah, and like written down what fund is appropriate yeah. or there is an appropriate fund. Just let the, <laughs> let the, ball, just... let the ball laughs come out. <laughs> I'm like, at every moment you're talking, I'm like, you're like, you made a spreadsheet and I'm like counting the balls. <laughs> yeah, it just seems physically impossible to me now. I know. Um, anyway, <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, so there was a spreadsheet. You'd made a list of the appropriate ones and when the next application deadline was yeah and we would put in our calendar like funding day mm-hmm. to be like this is what we're doing on that day mm-hmm. and this is a, a dealer appropriate work it's and not we still miss one yeah well yeah because it always just things just become less important yeah. for whatever stupid reason and that but, was a ball like when we missed that one as well because it's like won't be coming around for another fucking uh, six months or something uh, of COVID. you were such a nightmare when, you, when we lost that 
but um yeah so i think be that strict with it mm-hmm. you know and t did a great thing as well where he like shot video for his and like went into through the effort of like editing stuff together you know other clips and um kind of music background music and things like that and i think that is very useful and yeah. i think it and that was for a prs fund so they let you do video stuff and we did some of the video stuff and tried to jazz it up and that 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 didn't work for us the help musicians one did so you, you have to find what works for you guys you know and i think putting that extra effort in is worth it because at the end of the day you're asking for thousands of pounds yeah you're not being like hey consider me for uh this gig you know and you get you put in th- 10 hours of work for a 30 second view on tiktok or instagram like mm-hmm. we do with a lot of our lives this is something where it's like you're, yeah okay it's going to take you four hours or whatever but you're asking for thousands of pounds yeah 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 and i think be realistic about that yeah and like and we I say think... this as if we're fucking sages of this stuff no but... no not at all but like the little knowledge that we have from doing it is i feel like i i feel like there's I, there's loads of mistakes that we made in the past that i look at the help musicians fund and i go oh yeah of course like that I read over that one and I go, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, having said that, like you say, if I if I submitted the same application to PRS, it wouldn't it probably wouldn't have got taken through and stuff like that. So yeah, like look at the fun that's right for you and yeah, put the time into it. And I know it's a ball ache, but when that money drops in your account, honestly, it feels like Yeah, if, well, when if, we got that email. I literally like shouted on the phone. Like it's like someone saying to you, like yes you're you are valid uh, yeah. <laughs> you exist and what you are doing is good and it, it feels good so just just push through it all and do get it you know with, with um with the do it differently that was i say only it's a big amount to us that was three grand but you know there are some prs funds out there that go and i think there's some help musicians funds that can go up to like five or ten grand depending on the project even so, more you can get more yeah and just mean the ones that are like for kind of smaller musicians yeah, yeah um, i think you you know i know there are some that go up to like a lot more than that but i think you have to have you have to be at the point where you're um you, yeah even so yeah adapted into the industry i think it's just a bit of a disconnect in the music industry where you'll spend hours to do something that gets a hundred views yeah but then you won't to you won't get something that gets thousand pounds yeah. um so so yes yeah, well that was, that's that. I think I think you know we won't we won't stick on the isolation tapes or this for too much longer. Uh, we are going to do that imminent Patreon special where we break it down a little bit, um, and that will be coming very soon. We will obviously let all you podcast listeners know and give you lots of shit uh, before subscribing, where for when that is uh, for when that is available. Yeah. But for now, should we move on to uh, what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the Is there any chance you can sound more Ed like a general? What's your plan B? Why don't you just go do when he's finished with the drums? So, this is... So, Alex. What? Oh, fuck. What is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Uh, you've... Well, you've sent me west. Yeah. Um, this is our section toes. about uh, <laughs> strange occurrences, funny, annoying, lovely, ang- annoying again, angry, uh, you know, stuff that only you would know about. <laughs> it's like you were almost saying angry then. Angry. angry. Yeah, angry I was kind of trying to, I was trying to, <laughs> but <laughs> couldn't get around to it. It's early still. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, 
little quirks because our friend Jack, who is a brilliant drummer who has been on European tours and is doing his masters in the drums, always gets asked, what is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? You said you had something for this today, Cheryl. I did because don't take this off me. You just fidget in. The listeners are like, what is that background noise? No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Someone's listening to it in a car and they're like... No, they're not. I picked up a lighter, that's all. And it's a lighter for the cooker, not a lighter for ciggies. Go. I don't smoke. Go. Right. So this weekend, not this weekend, the weekend before, we were incredibly lucky to just before, literally the day before lockdown hit, or maybe two days, um... No, it was the day that it was announced. The day that it was announced. Uh, we were very lucky to have like squeezed in a squozing. Squeezed. Squeezed in a video shoot. Yeah. Um, And it was just like, it was weird because this thing all kind of came together relatively quickly out the space of, in the space of like a week because we were like, oh shit, actually everyone can do this date. Are we all doing this date? Sweet. Okay, let's put some schedules together. Let's put some plans together. Let's mm-hmm. hire these lights. Let's book this room. Let's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then it, you you go into like full manager mode where you're like, okay, cool. Got to get everyone's schedule. Got to make sure everyone's COVID safe. Got to make sure like it's all, you know, sound. So did all that. And then... We're like going through the weekend and we're like, holy shit, like this is just... This is see, amazing. This is amazing. Like, Should we, we go for breakfast? Yeah. Like, let's well, go for breakfast. Let's go for breakfast on the Sunday. Like Sunday's the last day. Go for breakfast. Everything's like sorted. We'll go and get All a coffee. Good. We'll have a wander. All good. And then... Ooh. And then obviously mm-hmm. the world tumbles around <laughs> you. <laughs> well, <laughs> not quite. No, the world doesn't tumble. But one of the, <laughs> one of the guys who was playing one of the roles like bless his heart had Takes, to go into hospital took, took the scrambled egg right out of my mouth yeah literally oh <laughs> lovely mm. not not literally but um yeah. and he had to go into hospital and called us that texted us that morning and was like guys i'm so sorry like there's just no like I, they won't just, i don't think they're going to discharge me today like i've been in all night it was a it was a kidney urine thing not yeah. a covid coffee thing yeah by the way. yeah um and it was just like, <laughs> in the one sense, you're like, oh my God, that poor guy. And I feel really sorry for you. And on the other sense, you're like, really sorry, but I have to forget about your problem now because I really have to re-strategize my own. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, really sorry about that. And then it, literally the Navy comes in and they're all like <laughs> paratrooping down, you know, whatever you call it, you know, with the ropes from like Apache, yeah. helico- Apache helicopters. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Send out the reinforcements. Yeah. Now, luckily this project worked in a way that... Um, provided there was a similar spec on the look of the actor and um, we could in- we actually could interchange the actor mm-hmm. um, although we had <laughs> obviously this got resolved like the end of the story is this gets resolved obviously but the actor that we got looks nothing like the actor that we lost <laughs> uh, no but i remember there was one point where our friend who's been on the podcast before fran um she it was like she was just a godsend over this weekend. She yeah, she, she was kind of like, I'm just going to come help. and hang out. And I was like, cool. And then she fully got thrown into a director's role and she like fully <laughs> got immersed. What do and you mean? She, she wasn't just a director. She was on the special effects team with me was, as well. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was like fully immersed into this role that she definitely wasn't being paid for. And she was also like helping us out finding an actor on the Sunday morning, who, mm. like because she was working in Lipper at the time. And she'd she messaged one of i think the acting teachers to be like do you know anybody who who would do this role and he was like what are you looking for and she was like 
she was naming people to say what she looked like and then the the, uh, the acting teacher messaged back being like right so uh tall pale brown hair and skinny yeah get it get the brief <laughs> and i was like yeah i mean that's kind of it although the actors didn't look the same like no two people look the same but at the end of the day it was brown hair he was tall he was skinny do you know what i mean like yeah yeah they had the same kind of vibe so um yeah like the, because of some glorious video editing by ben and it literally was a huge team effort it was like getting on the phone like ben what can you do with this <clears throat> yeah ben what what can you do in terms of editing this ben ben going into his footage early on the sunday morning and being like uh, okay yeah i think we can work with this but yeah you, you're good to get another actor that's totally fine we can we can do we can get around that yeah fran <clears throat> i've confirmed fran, go <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we did fuck all. No, we <laughs> didn't. Um, and then we found like an amazing actor who filled the role and, and just like nailed it. And I couldn't believe it that we found it in that like kind of space of time. But just, I feel like we say this all the time and I don't know whether we're playing the Worries Me card, but that shit happens to us every, every time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Every time. And like we left on the Friday fully prepared like the only thing we forgot was a light or some uh, lamps a couple of lamps yeah, we forgot like, a couple of, it was a bit rushed getting out on friday no but that like, didn't help we'd packed up like it we, you know we had a week but we got like i'd printed off full schedules like all of the locations we had things booked in time <laughs> schedule like it was all there ready to go and yeah. it was like oh shit we pulled this together and this looks good yeah, I mean, there was the light. You downplay the light thing because us forgetting the light and sort of rushing out and leaving that in the flat did mean that we had to spend an extra two hundred quid on lights. Uh, no, we would have spent that on lights anyway because oh, okay. us bringing one light would not have achieved the effect. Yeah, that we needed yeah, to achieve. true, true. So, and it, that made it all the better for doing that. So it just, I don't know, it's one of them things, isn't it, which is, it seems like it's always a thing in kind of creative industries where no matter how much you plan, you have to be ready to just like... Oh, of course. And I think so many people, it. I think so many people are like that yeah. all the time. I think that happens every time anything happens. Well, it seems like it I, does to us, but I feel like other people don't experience it as I, much. I think, no, they do. I think, I think they do a lot. I think you hear so many stories about this and I think it happens on like the West End yeah, every me. night you know yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that just happens yeah uh and i think again it's another credit to 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 our it's community that we are able to not only adapt in the job roles and the things that we have to do to survive but we have we can adapt on job as well yeah 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 i mean i think like I'm, I'm i don't think you've got anything more for jack watch jack when i do when he's finished the drums really have here no um i didn't think so but i will so i'll leave that section by just giving those actors like a massive shout and the act and, and the actors that we're working with away from that as well doing like the voiceover stuff for the project like uh, they've all they've all nailed it or they all are in the process of nailing it yeah and um, i have to say i'm gonna finish it by shouting out ben who may be listening to this ben gladwin sketch benjamin who's been on the podcast a few times who owned it Oh, he did, yeah. He, didn't, the show. he just, like, didn't eat for a day because I, although my schedule was airtight, it didn't include breaks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a thing. I mean, it was only, like, a four or five hour schedule, but obviously you just... That's true, actually. It wasn't very long for that first night. 
no, like when I'm in the studio, were, no, I just be like, but we okay, were there I'll for, take a sandwich. We were there for a lot longer in the day, and I think you just forget to eat, right? You forget yeah. to take those moments out. Yeah, true. And then during the moments where you feel like you need to take a break, they're the moments where you're like, actually, no, we're like in right now. We need to go. We need to get to the schedule. Yeah, that's just how it operates anyway. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm cynical in that regard. But for anyway. me, I'm like, oh, a little five, ten minute coffee break is cool. And then like, like only only within the context of the five four or five hours rather than like eight hours i get it but yeah he he did an amazing job and uh really sort of owned everything that he needed to own and bossed us around to move this light here and do that there to help him and yeah. and you know it was great to have that feedback and again like you said fran was great yeah for once and i think we will have all of <laughs> no, them oh, i didn't even get that i think we will have all of them back on the show to talk about the process and especially well i think we might have a little round table with the actors if covid ever allows that yeah and maybe we'll do it over facetime and we can kind of like talk through the process with them that'll be an interesting podcast zoomy woomy yes um cool all right let's move on to our recommendation section mm-hmm. e oh my god who the fuck is peter guy who's he lad all right, cool. This is who the fuck is Peter Guy. This is our music or <laughs> who the fuck is Peter Guy? Yeah, do my radio our... voice. <laughs> Take the piss out of my radio voice. Okay. Carry on. Anyway, this is who the fuck is Peter Guy. This is our recommendation section on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so Peter Guy is a music reviewer from Liverpool who our drummer George doesn't but, like. I don't think you need to give the explanation anymore. Well, I, I am. We yeah, I'm halfway it. through it. And rather than, I'm going to take my time with this, rather than, no. So rather than reviewing things and being like, oh, this was shit, I didn't like it, don't listen to that. We're going to be like, oh, if it's not, if it's shit, we're not going to recommend it. If it's meh, we might tell you that, oh, that's a shame that that was meh. But this is generally just recommendations. So Michelle, Zoe, Delia, Harris. Yep. What you got for me? Well, I haven't got any music to recommend this week. Um, however, I have been, I've devoured the Queen's Gambit and I thought it was great and I would highly recommend it. And Alex has been all snobby about it, doesn't like it, but I think it's brilliant. And the last episode made me cry. And I think if something makes you cry, it's important that you spread the news. I think it's grown some <clears throat> from what you I've seen. You literally watched the fit, like a bit of the first episode. And bits while you're walking around the flat. It wasn't grown some. It's like, it's oh it's grown i don't feel like you're allowed to give that comment have a not watch the whole thing why are you so <clears> taking <throat> it so personally do you make it because you say this about things that it's not true about no i do i don't i don't you do anyway this is a recommendation section if people want to watch check out queen's gambit go check out queen's gambit it's not grown so it's very very good and i highly recommend it all right cool i'm gonna recommend a track called dead man walking by brent Fayaz. it's kind of trappy it's kind of um, not the thing that you would recommend for, that I you, that you would think I would recommend. Um, it's a little bit trashy here and there, but actually, you know what? It's not trashy. It's very well constructed. Yes, it might be trap. Yes, it might be a little bit throwaway here and there, but it's extremely well constructed, and it's got like a cinematic edge to it. And I'm a big fan. I'm going to check out the rest of Brent Fayers' stuff, but I've only heard this one song. Um, that is Dead Man Walking, and it's a single. And that's Fayers. F-A-I-Y-A-Z, Fayaz. So uh, you can see that in the show notes if you need to. Is there anything else that you want to recommend? Yeah, I've got one more thing that's just popped in my head. I haven't seen it yet, but 
the way that someone's described it to me, they've li- like they've sold it to me, and I like want to check this out. So maybe we can do this journey together, and next week we'll reconvene and see what everyone thought. Um, so apparently there's a don't know whether it's a series or it's just a one-off episode, um, of. Now I, I I might say this, and you'll be like, that is not who it is, but I think this is who it is, John Bishop. <laughs> tries to get or is part of a team or is like documenting the process of trying to get a whale from one ocean to another is it john bishop (laughs) sounds stupid no i think i think you're right i think it is john bishop like i can't imagine his like you know him there like his like little scouse accent talking about how meaningful this process is yeah john bishop's great whale rescue yeah okay cool so apparently it's really good and like it's you know it's that the question of kind of like i mean do you just do you make it swim around the oceans or do you have to pick it up and put it into a different ocean apparently that's a very good question to ask um and it gets answered in this series or documentary or whatever it is and i think it's on netflix no i think it's itv oh Oh, okay oh yes it is itv i think well i mean it's it's john bishop in it He's, he's not a netflix guy no 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 I um, think what was, what's funny about that is that you can just imagine this one whale swimming from like one side of the world to the other side of the world and people mm-hmm. just like nudging it. Be like, no, 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 over there. Yeah. A little bit left, a <laughs> yeah. little bit right. Yeah. A little bit, little bit that way. Yeah. Um, so, yes. And John Bishop's like, oh my fucking God, it's a fucking whale. Like that, that whole time. So, we're all going to... Oh, that was a horrible noise. I hope you haven't got your headphones on. I'm sorry if you have. Um, yeah, so we're all going to watch that this week and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it next week. Okay, shit. Okay, we'll go watch that this week. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, we can watch that. I think it's a beluga whale. Oh, they the ones that look like mozzarella. They are the ones that look like mozzarella, yeah. <laughs> they freak me out. They're cool, though. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in, even though that's not what you do with podcasts. Yep. Please rate, like, review, subscribe, share, comment. Leave us a little touch. message because yeah. I get excited when people leave us little messages. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been. It's been been nice talking through it we may have another guest next week possibly someone who we're working with at the moment if they respond to my whatsapp if not you'll just have another one of these or or someone else who knows what's going to happen it's a crazy world out there but check out our instagram check out our patreon thank you for listening and remember that too much sauce ruins fries bye